This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I found this beautiful little pocket um, I also stopped by the Mercedes dealership and saw the new model. You know, the one I really like. How liked. much? 120 Well, at that price, I want it with all the options. Great. Oh, and, and one more thing. The house we wanted last year is back on the market. They're, they're asking 1.5. We'll make them an offer. But come in at uh, 1.4. <laughs> okay. I love you, baby. I love you, too. Okay, bye. Um, does anybody know whose phone this is? Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's The Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and... And leprechauns have something in common. We're both magically delicious. Today, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, what would be more fun than talking about life's biggest expenses and how to reduce them? You'll learn lots with our panel. Let's introduce them. Today, we welcome a man who created the greatest military silo turned doomsday bunker, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Nah, he's busy trying to figure out how to light a candle, so we just got Len Penzo. And the woman with a pen that's stronger than a credit card, Paulette Perhatch. Wait, have you guys seen her use her credit cards? She's like Clint Eastwood with those things. And finally, a guy who's bringing at least his C-plus game to this podcast, OG. But that's not all. But wait, there's more. We're going to see who's lucky enough to get my trivia question. And now, a guy who loves to talk economy and blarney, it's Joe O'Sal-Sihai. Happy St. Patrick's Day, stackers. I am Joe Saul C.I. Joe O'Sal C.I. We're all we're all Irish today, aren't we, Doug? Good day, mate. <laughs> Swing and a miss from Mr. Uh, O.O.G. Is it O.O.G. today? Maybe, maybe there's not. A jo- there's a joke there. Omic G. Omic G. Out of fun. Yes. And uh, great day. That just went off the rails. I have no idea where to go from there. What the hell? What, what are we, what are Omic we G. There? All right. We can go Omic with that. Omic G. Fantastic. It is uh, St. Patrick's Day on the Stacking Benjamin Show. We're celebrating today with a great time and a great lineup. Not just Doug and OG, but today we also have back from the Baja Peninsula, Paulette Perhatch is here, and you just had the trip of a lifetime. I did. Hola. Yeah. 10 days off-roading and driving from San Diego down to Cabo and then back up to Tijuana and out of San Diego again. It was absolutely fantastic. And it was a lot of things I'd been working for for a long time coming together, including speaking Spanish, which was great. What do you mean by that? A lot of things coming together. Tell me what happened. So being able to go as a reporter on this trip, um, skills I've learned in adventuring and being able to take care of myself out in the kind of place where you need a shovel and not complaining and, you know, being able to be a translator for some of the teams that I wrote with because no one spoke Spanish. Um, learning Spanish was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. So I was sending good vibes back to a 26-year-old Paulette who was under a pile of flashcards 
and saying, one day you're going to be able to, you know, talk to the lady about her passion fruit margaritas and, uh, you know, convince her to open up so you guys can, uh, can grab some of the restaurant, even though she was thinking about closing. So it was super fun. All in Spanish. Oh, oh yeah. I did Spanish. a two hour interview in Spanish. I mean, it's like, I speak Spanish at this point. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Donde esta la zapateria? <laughs> Muy bien. Um, yeah. And I, it actually inspired me. You know, I think every, you know, I was very scared to take this trip and everything you push yourself to do, then you think bigger. And I'm like, I might want to get my translator certificate and do something with that. I don't know. Yeah. But it was awesome. That's cool. Well, from the photos, if you don't follow Paulette on Instagram, you're missing out because that was a ton of fun with, with gray whales and motorcycles and campsites and just look like a great time. Speaking of a great time, you know who else is here? Len Penzo's here, that too. How are you, man? Hey, happy St. Patty's Day. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to uh, shamrock and roll. So let's get this shillelagh ah. going. Ah. <laughs> get this old, <laughs> old shillelagh moving on St. Patty's Day. We're all good to go. Uh, I see that you, you've started with the vodka already at uh, 3 in the afternoon Central Time. Yeah, that's a good Irish drink, isn't it? <laughs> the old Irish vodka. Well, for people that are <laughs> for people that are new to the show, we've got two things you have to learn. Number one is we have a quick break at the beginning to do this. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. And then the second thing you need to know is that every once in a while, we have a game show which is a fantastic way to learn about a topic and have a little fun at the same time. We have a year-long competition going on with our uh, contributors here, Paula, OG, and Len. And the game show allows us to double the points on today's show. So one point for the winner of the game show, one point for the winner of today's trivia. And at the same time, we're going to learn a little bit about life's biggest expenses. We have a piece here. I'm not going to tell you where it's from until the end. And the rules, guys, for our game show go like this. These are 10 of the biggest expenses you're going to have during your life and how to reduce them. Now, I will tell you, sometimes it's a category of expenses. Sometimes it's a single expense on this. But these are the 10 biggest expenses in life and how to reduce them. I'm going to read from the beginning of this piece so you get a little hint we live in a capitalistic materialistic society the average american citizen will acquire debt before they hit their 20s and keep it for as long as they live a lot of this debt stems from poor decisions and excessive spending but many of life's essential expenses will also drag you out of the black and into the red fortunately there are ways to reduce these costs and potentially save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime so Here's the mission. We're going to do three rounds, guys. We'll do round one for a single point, round two for two points, and then the big round three for three points with a few that might be left on this list of the 10 biggest expenses that you will have during your lifetime. Everybody got it? May I ask a follow-up question? Sure. 
are, are they singular expenses or are they sometimes they are I mean you said category so a category of sometimes they're category ish they're a type of expense like cigarettes if it, yes where if you control this single thing yeah. you will Brazilian you will spend a heck of a lot less the Brazilian money. butt lift on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was Doug's number one, but okay. you'll have to answer that officially. I just saw from Doug's GoFundMe, it seemed like it was a really expensive one. By the way, on today's show, we're going to do this in order of who has the high score will go last because of the fact that it's a little bit harder to go last. So that means the score right now is OG3, Len2, Paulette2. And so, Paulette, because you finished third last year, that means you get to go first while all 10 choices are on the board. So, first answer for one point, what's one of life's biggest expenses that we can maybe talk about reducing? Housing. Is housing on the list? Buying a house is the number two expense Paulette of all these expenses. In fact, this particular website says that housing will mm-hmm. cost you $226,000 on average. Of course, that's just for one house, right? You might have even more than that. They write that a home is the biggest single purchase the average person will make in their lifetime. It's also the most important asset that could make you rich or poor and will improve your credit situation. So Paulette, what's a way that we can reduce our housing expense? Move from Seattle to Florida. <laughs> wow, spoken like spoken like somebody with a little knowledge of that situation. Yeah, uh, move somewhere with a lower cost of living, have shared housing and roommates, or you know, turn your garage into a little what do they call it? A little auxiliary housing unit, or yeah. um, you know, just take it down, take it down a notch, live somewhere tiny, like my tiny apartment I had in Seattle that one time. OG or Len, you guys have any to add to that? How do we lower our housing expense? The number two expense that we will have during our lifetime. I think Paulette nailed it. I, you know, I was going to say, yeah, buy a smaller home. I know that's what I did. I, I've bought, a, I have a relatively small home. It's just barely 2,000 square feet. I, I see a lot of people these days, even with their just, they might have one child or no children at all, and they have these 3,000, 4,000 square foot homes. You're paying by the square foot when you buy that house. And, uh, it just jacks up the price. And then it also, there's so many things ripple out from that, like the lawn care, getting it cleaned is more expensive. Yes. You want to have a cleaner, taxes, like there's just so the many, mm-hmm, so many things that, that ripple yep. out from that. Yep. Maintenance. Yep. I feel like I'm going to fail this. <laughs> Do you have one, OG? Oh, I, I mean, about the house stuff. I mean, yeah. What Paulette said, obviously reduce your housing expenses by being a little bit smarter. I was thinking about it in terms of the money aspect of it too. Part of the cost associated with buying a house is the fact that you got to pay three or four times the cost of it to the bank to own it. And so the, mm. the, the faster that you can shorten that period down, the more money you're not paying to the bank, that's the more money that's in your pocket. It doesn't seem that way because you have to pay a higher payment, right? If you go from 30 to 15 year mortgage or you pay extra on your house or something like that, it doesn't seem like you're saving money. But in the in the grand scheme of your entire life, when you go to get that mortgage and that box says this is your total payments, you know, and it's got two commas in it, you know, you want to most of that's interest to the bank if you can right. figure yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say not not this very minute, but there are a lot of times when you should look into refinancing mm. and reducing your rate. I mean, may not be right now, but if you just had to buy a house in the last six to eight months. In 18 to maybe 36 months from now, there's a chance that you can drop a point or two potentially. Yeah, that can be a long a long ways, Doug. I mean, the older you get and if the rates are high, you can really do a lot of savings. Uh, you know, I remember my my payment on this house when I first bought it was 1400 bucks. It was like, I think the interest rate was 8%, 7%, you know, and over time... I got that down to, uh, gosh, I think I, my, my last refi was 2.75%. So, uh, you know, I, that, bring, that brought the, the payment down to 480 bucks. So, and of course you're paying over time too, especially if you're making extra payments and you're bringing down that principal, it really, it really does snowball the savings over time. Right. So like right now when we have interest rates are higher, you know, it's, it's okay. I know a lot of people are lamenting the high interest rates for their mortgages, but you can refinance. That's, you know, I'd almost rather buy 
a house at a high interest rate and refinance down than buy at a lower cost. I guess it's a it'd be about the same cost because you're buying payments than overpaying for a house with a lower interest rate. I, I think you have you actually have more flexibility the other direction. Yeah, that total cost is going to be probably more by buying too big of a house with a lower interest rate. Yeah. Versus being smarter about your decision making now and then buying down the rate, so to speak, as you're able to make better decisions on the the money aspect of it. Yes. Lennon, having been to your house a couple times, you know, your home reminds me of a book that became a bestseller on architecture called The Not So Big House, which I'd encourage everybody to read because it is just it is a really cool way to look at housing and the fact that that this dollar per square foot measurement that we use in real estate is so flawed and you can get a much more comfortable house. And if you focus more on a comfortable house than on a big house with a bunch of unusable space, you're going to make lots better decisions because your house, Len, is awesome. And it's it's a well, quality, you. very comfortable place to live, like a great place, to, a great place to eat lasagna. I use all the rooms. I use all the rooms. Like I, I do have friends with big houses and they, I know they have rooms they never even... <laughs> They don't use them for anything other than storage, you know? So, you know, I, it makes you wonder, well, why did you buy this huge house? Yeah. Uh, Len, while you're up, so Paulette takes the early lead with one. Let's see if you can tie her here in the first round. What's another of the nine that are left on this list of big expenses? Gosh, there's one more than housing. That's interesting. I think I know what the answer is, but I, I think I'm going to go for the low... I think it might be tricky too. The, the answer, the number one, is that maybe people aren't thinking. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to. I'm going to guess that OG or Paulette won't come up with it. So I'm going to go something I think is a little more obvious. I'm going to say college. Is college on the list? College is the number eight expense Ooh, I, on this. I list. I just made it. Wow, really? That's number eight. Eight okay. most expensive. Interesting. They write about college. A college education is expensive. There we go. It's why the average American has non-mortgage debt of nearly $40,000 and why many young adults have masses of debt before they even secure their first full-time job. However, it's also considered a form of good debt, they say, as it can potentially increase your net worth. A few years ago, a study by Georgetown University found a college graduate earns $1 million more than their non-college educated counterparts throughout their lifetimes. Let's talk about this. How do we reduce the cost of college, Len? Well, I'm not... <laughs> okay, I guess one way to do it is if you can... Some degrees can be gotten at, at a place as, as low as like a community college. My daughter, who's uh, in school right now to be a vet tech, is she's uh, two months away from getting it. Her degree is actually, you get it at a community college. If you can't get the degree at the community college and you have to go a little higher up, you can go to, say, a state college rather than a you know, a higher university, like in California, the California state colleges are, are cheaper than the university of California. And then of course, avoid those Ivy league schools. Those private schools are way more expensive too. So, so there are quote, quote, bargain colleges. I, I think one of the most important things though, everybody should do, and I don't think they do it is make sure you check your return on investment for any degree you're going after. Look at your income over your career and then compare that to the amount of you're going to pay for that degree and uh, check your payback period and make sure you have a payback period that's relatively short. So before you jump into college, because there are other alternatives and that's not going to college. Maybe you go to a trade school or trade, you know, I know there's plumbers and electricians and carpenters making six figures easy these days. So I was excited. My nephew is in the Navy right now and gets out in a year and I asked if he's going to, to re-up because he really enjoys it. He says, no, he's going to use what he's learned in the Navy to become a plumber. He's going to immediately go into plumbing. And man, what a job he's got waiting for him. Uh, yep. Mechanics, said, what a mechanics, another one. That's another great uh, vocational job. I'll agree with you, except for this. I think if you're not going into debt, if you have a way to do it, like sometimes the ROI in college is I want to be a better human or I want to be a, you know what I mean? I want a fuller life. If you're going into debt to go to college, well, then that's that would be a problem uh, because the ROI might not be there, right? But if you're not, there's some people that go to college for different reasons. But certainly if it's to get a job after you graduate, well, then I think the ROI is super important. OG, a way to make college cheaper on top of what Len mentioned? 
Yeah, I, I'm going to look at this again from the money aspect of it. If you start saving $100 a month per year of school, so $400 a month from the time your kid's born till 18, you'll be able to accumulate somewhere in the neighborhood of about two hundred dollars or $215,000 that could be used for college. That maybe gives you all the money you need for a state school, or maybe it gives you half the money you need for Harvard. I don't know, but you're going to save a boatload of money in exchange for $86,000 of cost. So your $400 a month for 18 years is 86,000, but use the power of compounding to turn it into 200 and something thousand. So you've gotten that extra 120, $130,000 of extra money, extra tuition for nothing just by saving 400 bucks into your college fund. So, um, early and often, yeah, that's how you lower the cost. It, not that 86,000 is not a lot of money. That's a whole bunch. But in the comparison against the, what you have instead on the back end. That ties it up. Well, actually, one more thing, Len, to add on to what you said. Also, not just trade schools, but a lot of the time, you know, a great friend of mine spent his first two years at a community college just getting getting those, you know, those huge credits where you've got a room with 100 people in it instead a smaller classroom, uh, much, much lower cost per credit hour. That works as well as well. Yeah, that's a great, I forgot. That's a great idea. I, I, a lot of people, and I did that myself, um, do your general ed at the community colleges if you can, as long as the, the, the credits transfer over to the next, if you want to go up to the, to the bigger school. Yeah, that, that's one, another great idea. So the score now, Paulette with one, Lem with one, OG, we got eight left on the board. <sighs> What's a big cost of living that we can maybe try to make less expensive? Golly, um, both of those were, were on my list, so it's dwindling down quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to go with healthcare is a big cost throughout one's life. I think that's number one. <laughs> is healthcare on the list? It is on the list. We're going to allow it, Doug, because it's How, actually, where? it is number five. Because when he talks about healthcare, it's All right. it's it's buying insurances insurance. is on the list. Okay, buying and so we're going to widen this, Ooh. and uh, the judges Ooh. are okaying that one. That's Ooh. probably prudent judging, Joe. <laughs> but but, Len, to your point, that's not number one. You thought that was I'm number shocked. one? Len? I thought it was number one for sure. Yeah. I thought it was number one. I, I was going to hold off on that one. That, that's I didn't think anybody, for some reason, I just thought everybody else would overlook it. I thought that was number one. Okay, so it shows you what I know. I have a clue to what number one is, but as soon nope. as I say it. No, can't do it. Yeah. Can't, can't do it. Uh, now, not just your, your health insurance, but also yeah. when we look at your car insurance, your homeowner's insurance, your life insurance, disability, over the course of your life, buying insurances is just a ton of money. In fact, I think they underestimate this, Doug, that on this list that you and I can yeah. see that they can. It says $50,000. I think there are several that are underestimated, but this one is considerable. Over your lifetime? Oh, yes. my God. That's way yeah. cheap. Grossly, are you kidding me? Low. I know, oh, right? Yeah. I was just doing it for me. It was twenty grand for me and the wife. It was If I didn't have my, my company... Uh, healthcare, which you know, I wouldn't have retired without it. But it was I was looking at twenty thousand bucks for me, me and the honeybee a year for a year for health insurance. Yeah. But look yeah. at how unhealthy you are, Len. And your advanced age. <laughs> the box of cigars every day is not helping, Len. <laughs> might Thanks, might not do it. Thanks, Doug. Uh, oh gee, let's lower the cost of all your insurances. What's a good tip for our stacker community to lower their insurance cost? Well I mean, I'm going through this right now. We got our uh, renewal home and car insurance. It's it's up in a few weeks. And it was just a small increase of roughly 350%. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, how about no? <laughs> Shopping. <laughs> so you definitely have to shop around. You got to make sure you got the right coverage, right? I mean, you can't just, you yeah. can't just go to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the state minimum is. That's not going to solve your problem if something bad happens. But I would have noticed that, but I... <laughs> But, I, but, you know, a lot of times the payments are on auto pay or, or it comes out of your mortgage, you know, your house insurance, it's, it's just part of your escrow and you just, and they go, oh, escrow went up, you know, you got to pay an extra hundred bucks this month, you know, you just kind of let it go, but you should shop around for those sorts of things. And on the health insurance side of things, which we also pay a boatload of money for because of the company, uh, just being healthy, like making smart health decisions will help lower those costs because you'll spend less time 
in uh, doctor's offices and tests and all that other sort of stuff as best you can. Can't avoid accidents, but then that'll help, you know, your rating as time goes on. Do you work for a really crappy employer, OG, who doesn't pay much for your health insurance? One of them pays very, is that very why little. Is so expensive. <laughs> one of them, one of my employers pays almost nothing. Next to nothing, as a matter of fact. The benefits package is awful. Look at look at the time. We got to move. <laughs> and then uh, I've got one more too uh, that's somewhat overlooked that's tied to this, which is your credit score. More often than not, insurance companies are are running a credit report, and they've got some data to support bad credit people tend to have higher claims. Although I can't hmm. seem to think how that checks, but apparently it does, or it's just a way to like screw people who have crappy credit, which could be the case also. But I do know that the higher credit you have, the better your insurance rates will be. So if you keep your credit in check, your uh, rates will go back up. Back to shopping and the fact that a lot of these things are on mm-hmm. autopilot, right? I mean, we've, we've talked about checking your subscriptions from time to time, going through your bank statements, finding out what, what things are automatically coming out of your bank account. The insurance is doing that often means that we don't check. And I've had insurance agents tell me, OG, to your point that check after your birthday, because often companies like people that are between age X and age Y, and you may move out of that band and through Ah. no fault of your own besides aging, it might be more about who the the insurance is targeting. Maybe that's the reason. Or or, or my son that drove the car through the Mm -hmm. living room. But I don't one think of those two things were the reason. I don't think driving a car through your, the wall of your house has anything to do with your premium going up. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Why would that, Maybe. Why would I'm that have sure. anything to do with that? Paul Letter, Len, you guys have any other tips on top of OGs to save money on your insurances? You know, I found out that through health insurance, they often have people who will, like brokers who will help you think through it. And that was really helpful to talk to someone for free who is there just to help you figure out the whole insurance system. I like that, Paulette, because we talked to a guy from um, Minnesota Insurance Brokers on a live event we had on Fireside uh, a couple months ago. And this guy brought so much knowledge and saved people that were their lives so much money. And what mm-hmm. do we do with insurances? We immediately avoid humans now. We mm-hmm. immediately, ah, I don't want to talk to somebody. I'm going to go ahead and... But, but once we got him chatting and he knew what he was talking about, he could save people tons of money. So having mm. a qualified person, I like that. Len, how about you? Yeah, well, I want to echo the broker. We have a broker. Uh, she's done a great job always finding us the cheapest insurance. She sends us a Christmas card every year. And a calendar. Before we had the broker, I found that, well, of course, you can always raise deductibles. That's an easy one, too, to lower your premiums. But I also found that uh, without the broker, about every three years or so, it was good to just switch companies because it seems like your competing insurance companies wanted your business and they would give you a really good deal if you switched over to a completely new company every couple of years. Once you stayed with a company for a long time, they, they tend to not give you those breaks anymore. That that was what I found anyways. But my, I, well, think, I think like the- Paulette said, the broker is just, I think that's the way to go. Get your insurance through broker. Because insurances, Len, are required to insure a swath of people, they're not allowed to discriminate against the Penzo family. Although I would, I mean, if it were me, but <laughs> for but sure. they're not because they're not <laughs> because they're not allowed to. I think it's the birthday thing. I think it's the fact that you move out of the target market during that three year period that is why that all changed. Maybe, but but there's always another company that just came in. You know, after a few years, ridiculously under what I was paying at the old company. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Wow, well, you know, why, it, it, you know?" And the reason for that, Len, is because uh, kind of what Joe's saying is they have to diversify that that pool, right? If they go, well, we've got a whole bunch of people in San Diego, but we don't have enough in LA. We need to even this out. They'll run incentive incentive pricing to kind of even that risk pool out, and then on the broker side of things, they'll also incentivize the brokers to say, "Hey, you know, kind of throw us some throw us some new business, and we'll give you a free trip to Cabo." you know, or something, which is, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. As long as you get a good deal out of it, I suppose. But um, to Joe's point, they can't really discriminate based on being Len Penzo. <laughs> that is but the end of our first round. Let's review the score. Paulette has one. Len has one. OG has one. We're going to double the stakes in round two. Stake. Paulette, your second guess we now have seven of them left on the board. What okay. appears in this piece is one of the big cost of living that we can reduce. 
I'm going to say, I don't know if this will, what if it's like, what if I guess something, but it doesn't count because it's hard to say if it's like an expense. <laughs> that would be a wrong answer. Then you get no points. Wrong. <laughs> you get zero points. We hit the right, buzzer. I'm going to say, I'm going to say food. I'm going to say human food. Does food costs make the top 10 list? wrote this which is interesting because when we talk you know all the time we say your three biggest expenses right your three biggest expenses are home these guys have it as number two another one that may or may not be on here uh and your third one which is groceries grocery bills don't make this particular we know this list is not trash I'm on Team Paulette here. No, it came from Trash.com. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the fun thing I like about our game shows is that often people like you bring up these expenses that should be on these lists. A lot mm-hmm. of times these lists we work from our trash, mm-hmm. but the only thing we play from is is it on the list, and it is not. But food costs certainly for a lot of us, we think it's in the top three. Uh, Len, you've done a lot of pieces on controlling your food costs. In fact, you do those taste tests. I'm never invited to. <laughs> I, you know what, we've got to get together and uh, somehow we've got to get the gang together here. All of us, uh, the whole oh, crew, yes. producers, everybody and do a taste. We got to figure out a way to make that work. So, uh, but yes, my, te- my, my taste test. Yeah. Okay. You name it. I'm a lasagna expert. You guys so coming to Southern Cal? Whenever the lasagna is being made. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hey, but but seriously, the, the, those taste tests have shown many, many times the blind taste test that that you can save a lot of money by going with the store brand, and and it tastes just as good, if not better. So in our house, we have the blind taste test of water. My kids swear by the fact that they can tell the difference between fridge water and tap water, and I'm like, you cannot tell the difference between fridge water and tap water, and they're like, yes, I can. And so we have done. E- I actually did that. I did that. Challenge. Have you? Both of my boys and my wife, you could have 25 glasses in a row that are mixed up and they would go 25 and 0 every single time we've done. I'm like, no, and I'll put like, I'll do three of them, but they're all tap water. Which one's the, which one's the fridge water? Ha ha. Which one is it? He'll go, he'll go. None of them. I mean, they know it. it, I I don't, I don't get it. So it's got to come out of the fridge. At least they didn't pick Evian or Perrier or something. Yeah. But Fiji. Fiji. That's mine. Let's lower some food costs because, Paulette, I think that that belongs on the list. Man, for me, meal prepping was a big one. How about for you? Oh, yeah. I'm a huge, like, uh, bulk cooker. Like, I have so much Tupperware, and I cook. When I cook, I cook a meal, usually, like, double or triple the recipe and then freeze a bunch. Because when I'm in the mood to cook, like, I'm in the mood to cook. And then when I'm running around running my freelance business and stuff, I just want to grab something out of the freezer often. And that is really great for me. And then also going vegetarian or vegan is great. Oh, one star. Can't do that. Unsubscribe. (laughs) I am a mostly vegetarian eater. Like I love steak. I love like, but I probably 70 to 75% of my meals are vegetarian. I'm a mostly vegetarian, but I love steak. I love chicken, but I don't eat fish. That's disgusting. I do. It's not about. No, listen, it is not about the ethics. It's about the environment, the cost and my health. So if you can 75% have vegetarian meals, then that's fine. I'm not, it's not a label on myself. that like, I am a vegetarian. It's I eat vegetarian about 75% of the time. So many people say that, and yet I find myself to not able to resist the uh, lure of the hamburger with regular meat on it. It's delicious. Haven't been able to, <laughs> haven't been able to do that yet. Let's move on. Len, your second pick. Oh, well, let's see. I didn't have food on the list. Uh, okay. Now, I'm going to say, well, I don't know if you, can you, can you hear that? Honking in the background. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I don't know, somehow or another, this is probably going to backfire on me. I'm going to say automobile. Is automobile on the list? Oh, it is. That is the number seven 
expense on this list. In fact, it says Americans spend close to $35,000 on new cars, around 90% of which is financed. There's a huge debt for anyone to bear. And while it does provide a sizable asset, it's an asset that rapidly depreciates. Uh, Len, how do we make a better car buying decision that will save us some money? Well, the the key word there you said was depreciates. It's like I, I don't know what it is. It was, does a car lose thirty or forty percent of its value as soon as you drive it off the lot? You might be better off if buying a car that's two years old, and you can probably save a lot of money. I know my dad used to do that when I was a kid. He'd always buy a one or two year old car, and then he'd keep it for twenty years. You know, and uh, so your dad bought one car when you were a kid. What's that? Well, you're like, my dad used to do this, you know, like intimating that he was doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, he did this all the time. Like well, he, he, w- he was, but we had multiple cars, right? Oh. We had one for my mom and we had oh, one for my dad, okay. right? So that's two cars. But uh, yeah. Len you know, lived at so. home until six years ago. So. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he saved yeah. money on housing right there. <laughs> yes. Forget the smaller house. He just lived with mom. Paulette, saving money on cars. Yeah. Um, well, now that I'm have gone off roading and I need a brand new Bronco, I'm not going to be much help here. But you know, <laughs> I just think sticking with what you actually need and trying to to question like if there's ego around your car and checking your ego there. Like I've definitely driven some crappy cars, and I think people have a lot of ego around their car. And it's like, what do you really need to get around? Rather than is this like a representation of your personality and who you are? I mean, we all joke about the $50,000 loud truck with the freaking fart can on the back. We're like, it's very transparent and very expensive form of ego boost. It is lucky for you that you got into the Baja thing and off-roading thing versus I'm a Formula One fan. Like I'm looking for the used McLaren. How do do I get the Ferrari at a lower expense? That's I I like that Paulette pointed out the whole ego attachment to our cars. I think maybe we should all take a lesson from Hollywood and we could all drive Priuses and then just have a jet parked off to the side and then we can fly the jet around. But when you're around town, it looks like you have a low (laughs) ego and you're just driving like a little tiny fuel efficient car. Well, like these save- are all like arrows pointed at me. Every every one of these is like housing costs and cars and just save. Uh, I won't ask you then, OG. Yeah, you better. Or do you got one for us? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. You're up next. No, I mean, just by used. Just 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 by used. You know, unless it's recently. The last couple of years buying used was not a great idea. But um, again, I'm just going back to the to the interest component of it. All right. Len takes the lead now with three points. Oh, gee, can you tie him before we go into the break? We are running out of options. Uh, could you remind the audience what numbers are still available on the list? Is that yes, allowed? We have, can. we have number 10, nine, six, four, three, and one are uh, still on the list. What is it? 10, nine, six, four, three, three one? and one. Gotcha. Um, food wasn't one. Golly. I know. I guess maybe you just have to count. Maybe food's not a, maybe that person doesn't eat food. There are two on this list that I think are BS. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw one out there. Uh, I'm going to go daycare expenses or childcare expenses of some kind. Is child expenses on the list? That is the number one expense on this entire list. Because that's under the umbrella of raising a child. Yeah. The most expensive thing this list says you can do is to raise a child. A child can cost close to a quarter of a million dollars from birth to age 17. I think my kid ate that by the time he was six. Yeah, that's Uh, right. You pay extra for housing, utilities, food, clothing, and healthcare. And you also have to factor daycare and education in the mix. So raising a child, the number one expense they have here. $233,000 $233,000 is how much it costs to sign your kid up for a travel soccer team now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, true. I mean, I mean, it's expensive. Wasn't one of the things like 50,000 or oh, the insurance they said was $50,000. I know people that spend $25,000 a year on daycare for the first four, oh, three, easy. four, five years of a kid's life. And then if you have two, you're kind of, we were doing that, that 20 years ago. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that number that's easy to do daycare costs. So, so. Oh, gee, how do we, how do we lower the cost of raising a kid? Do you say stop him to work condoms, yeah. <laughs> get him to work. I call them my little Ferraris, um, <laughs> but that's not, not that far off, I guess. I mean, all of the things that we've talked about so far, you know, we can apply to the context of, of child raising, which is do all the kids need bedrooms? 
Can they share a bedroom? Do they all need their own bathrooms? Can they share a bathroom? Do you have to have the seven person SUV or can a four person sedan be okay? You know, like one kid right on the top. Yes. Can you tie one in the trunk? (laughs) You know, pop the trunk when they get to school and little Johnny runs out like, see at three o'clock. And here comes the, here comes the child protection services kidding, (laughs) coming to take uh, kids away. Oh, that's a, that's an option. Having <laughs> no, that is not having the state having, having the your state children take care of the some state. of them for a period of time. You can kind of, sort of, for sure, get them back. Too far, not, 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 maybe not an option. Leonard Paulette ideas to uh, lower the cost of raising children. Well, I think that going you for like used things and keeping it very low key when they're too kids? young <laughs> going used for kids. used ones <laughs> no like buying you know it's like i think of like liz frugal woods and like buying things secondhand yeah you know yeah. before they're old enough to know any different is a great idea and also not having them that's my my best <laughs> len how about you you know what i <laughs> I really don't know. Just have less of them, I guess. I yeah, um, same as Paul. I, I, you know, to me, I don't even. Uh, I think kids are great, and I don't even think that should. I mean, that's just the cost is the cost, and that's something something you shouldn't worry about. I wish I had. You know, I've, I've told my family. I wish sometimes I wish I wish we had three kids. I, we purposely stopped it too because of the cost. I wish but, we had more. Yeah, boy, if I had to do it over again, I, I would have another five or sure. six of them. Absolutely. Oh, not me. Yeah. I mean, if I could, I'd have 10. I really yeah. would if I could. I have a friend of mine that has 11 <laughs> kids. He really just wants to try to have kids. <laughs> we planned on having one and ended up with twins. So there you, there you go. <laughs> there it is. All right. At the end of the first two rounds, we got one round to go after our break for our famous trivia contest. The score, Paulette has one. Len and OG both have three. But you know what? I was robbed. The third round is going to be three points. So everybody's still in it. We're going to have that next. However, before we do that, time to score another point, which is uh, every Friday on the show, we have a trivia contest between our three contributors here. And I love it when they all get together because, well, so far we've got OG with three points, Len with two, Paulette with two. And I love the head-to-head competition, which we get about once every six weeks. So here it is, Warriors. Uh, Our trivia question for today, Doug, what's on tap? Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And gotta say, learning is way more fun when you've got a pint in your hand. Wish my teachers didn't put the kibosh on that for me in the sixth grade. Oh, relax, people. It was probably Capri Sun. Look, I know... Who may have started that no-drinking-in-school tradition? Today in history, Joseph Lloyd, an Irishman, was the first school teacher in Cincinnati, establishing a log cabin near Sycamore Street. The question is, in what year did he establish that school? I'll be right back after I try to get this green dye out of my eyebrows. So the reason why we have Cincinnati trivia today is while you are off celebrating St. Patrick's Day, I'm celebrating it as well, but I'm not just doing this. I'm also at the Economy Conference in Cincinnati. So we're celebrating Cincinnati, celebrating St. Patrick's Day and the fact that uh, a lot of a lot of Irish people settled Cincinnati, which I didn't know, Doug, until we researched this this trivia question. So you went to all the bars. Until I went to, I've made sure to study, which is probably what I'm doing while everybody's listening to this at 6 a.m. on Friday morning. But, Paulette, you get to go last. Len goes okay. second. OG, oh, you're kicking us off, man. In Cincinnati, what year did Joseph Lloyd establish the first school in Cincinnati? First school. In Cincinnati. I mean, probably before 1940, World War II time. Is this a private school? What kind of school? It, it was school. a log cabin regular school. It was the first was TV repair school. Len. <laughs> what kind of school? Who the well, hell I mean, cares is it a what co- kind of school is it, it was? I don't know. Is it, is it like a college or was it like a, 
an elementary school it was a, or a- it was a log cabin primary school like a like an elementary all right k through 12 kind of school okay i'm going to say uh that the answer is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 17 1784, 1784, Columbus sailed the ocean floor. That's how you remember that. 1784, and uh, and a rhyme that may or may not work. Len, how about you? What do you think of that guess, 1784? I don't know. Uh, log cabin, let's see. Was Abe Lincoln was born in a log cabin. Let's see. So log cabins, so that was probably Illinois and the... When did they invent log cabins? When were logs created? Yeah. No. Well, let's see. Ohio was, I think Ohio was the 14th state. I think it was the first state after the 13 colonies. And to be a state, you had to have a population, a pretty, you know, some minimum population. Um, So it was probably in the late 1700s or the early 1800s. I'm going to say 17. I don't want to get sandwiched too badly. I'll say 1799. 1799, the day Columbus did dine, to use uh, OG's <laughs> analogy. I have no idea. Paulette, that's quite a field goal you got there. It is. Which way do I go on either side? Uh first school but it's cincinnati dang something tells me it's earlier but something tells me it might be later something tells me it's in the middle no (laughs) i doubt it uh you've got all of the expansive history below i do all of the expansive presidents schools I'm going to go 1800, but I feel like it might be earlier. Such an emotional roller coaster. Are you doing it? You locking <laughs> doing that it. in? I'm doing it, locking I'm it in. a glass case of emotion. 1800. <laughs> 1784, 1799, 1800. Who's right? We'll find out in just a minute. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to. Uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets track progress toward financial goals and collaborate with your partner. And now because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30 day free trial. When you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad free privacy. You can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads after trying out Monarch myself. I totally get why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, you know, what I think about Navy Federal, I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country And I also think about some of our active service members want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org celebrate 
to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal's insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. OG, you kicked this off with 1784. You feeling good? I'm going with the fact that there were probably people there who wanted to go to school that early. I don't know. Because I thought about the statehood and all that stuff, but I thought there were schools before there were states. So that's how I picked it. Len, you in a state of feeling good about this guess? No, I, I have no clue. I have no, <laughs> no, no clue whatsoever. And Paulette, eighteen hundred. If it was nineteen forty, and now no, she feels horrible about it. Well, let's see if you were. <laughs> let's see whose feeling is right such on. A softball. It's such a softball. <laughs> Doug, what have you got? Hey there, stackers! I'm corn beef eating and jig dancing. Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. The Irish have a long tradition in Cincinnati, so of course, Joe's magically there at Economy while he's simultaneously here with us. So what year did Irishman Joseph Lloyd start teaching in Cincinnati? Lucky for you, I got the answer. First of all, Len, you were wrong twice in this because Vermont was the 14th state. Ohio was, I believe, the 17th state. But you know, you're in the range. Uh, we have uh, Paulette, who was just nine years off with her guess of 1800, and Len, who was eight years off, and OG, who was seven years Stop off with it. his guess. Wow. Leading us, if you've done the trigonometry by now, you know the answer is 1791, and OG is our winner. I'm impressed. That's so dumb. I would have said like 1300 if I hadn't and Paulette, had that anchoring. And Paulette, I gave it to you. I said, what if it's in between? <laughs> what if it's in between? That's ridiculous. I tried. Couldn't do that. You did I, try. I, I tried. I'm I'm a helper. Bananas. You're welcome. Sweet. Yes. Go team. All right. Man. And that uh, means that next week, things are going to get interesting. OG now has four lent to Paulette too. But you know what? It's actually going to get interesting before that because Paulette or Len could get that point right back. I can feel the tension. As we go to the final round of our game. I got uninvited game. from Len's uh, lasagna tasting, I could tell. Just the just the look. <laughs> it just... Well, like the loss by one. That, that one stung. That one stung. Yeah. Here we go. We're on the final round. This is for three points. We still have six on the board, or five on the board, rather. The number 10, 9, 6, 4, and three answers are left. Paulette with a chance to take the lead with three points. This will give you four while Len and OG have three. What's at expense? One of the biggest categories of expenses. All right. I'm going to say this, but I'm really scared. It's not included and I'm going to be mad. Um, Retirement. Is retirement an expense on this list? You better say yes, because she's going to be really mad. I'm going to be, I'm going to slam this computer closed if it's not. I want to say yes, because based on all the other stuff, Doug, that we talked about, it should be on this list. It is not. It's not on the list. This list sucks. It's not. Kind of does. On this, on this list. No, Paulette, you're taking my role. Usually I'm the one that's picking up, I think, good answers and they're not on there. So thank you for taking over for me this time. Yeah, Paulette really trash. got hosed this time. That, that's a, based on what the ones that wait till you see what's on this list. So, what is it? Toenail clippers? But yes, toenail clippers. No, number one point five. <laughs> Making retirement less expensive. How do we? How do we optimize our retirement? I think we talk about that a lot here. So I think we'll let that one go because so many ways that we talk about every day on this show. Let's go into though, Len. For a chance to take the lead here. I'm to me, this is so obvious, but something tells me, you know, it could not, it might not be on there, but to me, it's why just because retirement wasn't on there or groceries, which everybody says is number three. I'm going to, to me, this is obvious, but I can see lots of ways around this where they'd say, no, that's not true. I'm going to say weddings. Does weddings make the list? Weddings is the number nine expense. Oh, I snuck in. Len owns the bottom of this list. Yeah, well, that's all right. (laughs) Len bottom feeding 
Uh, they write weddings are one of the biggest expenses that don't increase your net worth. It's an expense used to celebrate togetherness and to create memories that ostensibly will remain with your guests forever. In actual fact, average adult attends three weddings a year. No matter how much money you invest in making your special, your guests will struggle to differentiate it from those other weddings in 2010 or even five years. Uh, Len, you think that's true? Does that feel true? Uh, yeah, well, people, I've seen people waste so much money. To me, it's, it's for one day, it's a big waste of money. I, I think it's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. You know, I, it, I'm going to give my daughter, for example, I'm going to say, Hey, I'll expend for your wedding. If you want, you can have this, you know, or I can give you the money and you can put it toward a down payment towards a house or whatever. I'd rather you do that than blow it all in one day. But that's just me. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who disagree and think it's a big special day that's worth, you know, spending tons of money on. I'm not one of those people, though. I used to yet lend to your point when I was a financial planner and clients would tell me that their child was getting married. I would tell them to do the preemptive strike to tell them how much money they were giving to the wedding, period. This is this is, hey, congratulations. Here's my contribution before you got sucked into the drama of everything's just a little more expensive than mm. they want it to be. And it's not their money. So mm-hmm. do the preemptive mm-hmm. strike move. Uh, OG, what's a way to lower wedding costs? Ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> let's talk, what do you let's mean? talk to OG about saving money. He's like, can't do that either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, geez. Saving money on weddings. I mean, just don't have it be a big giant party. Like we had, we went to a wedding of a friend of mine, who could have done it like all, you know, done it all up, but it was like a fun backyard party at a nice place, but not the Ritz Carlton. And the food was barbecue instead of, you know, whatever plated tenderloin medallions or something. And it was every bit as fun by having those second tier air quotes things than a big old party at a fancy hotel or something would have been so but you know what oh gee friends of mine went the exact opposite way and had a wonderful wedding uh where they had it at a beautiful inn they had phenomenal food first class stuff but they limited the, they did the opposite they limited the guest list to 40 people uh, oh there's a way to go that wouldn't work well for me because i'm usually not in the top 40 of anybody's list so <laughs> i wouldn't have anything to do all summer but i understand that could be a way for but, but I kind of, I like that line of reasoning, OG. Now, in hindsight, I had a brother. So we got married in the early 90s when the big weddings were still all the rage. Everybody wanted to try to max out their, the wedding because I'm a princess or, you know, <laughs> and, so I, and my, I had a brother who said, just have a pig roast and get a great band and have a great time. And, and we scoffed at that and thought, oh, that's just, that's such a Kevin thing to say. Because he was all about the party. But now in hindsight, what do we remember? We remember the people that were there. We remember the great band because we did have a sweet band. And that's it. We don't remember the food we had. We don't remember the cake. We don't remember the flowers that were on the table. None of that matters. Just have an event or a venue that promotes great socialization and a great time. That's what you're going to remember 10 years later. Paulette, way, way to lower the cost. I think do just have it be like a big fun party with your friends. That's like, you know, I don't know, like trying to impress anyone is probably again, like that ego or needing it to be perfect because it is just one day. And then I think people get there and then they're like, Oh, it's just another day, you know? So really focus on what makes it fun. My cousin had an amazing band at her party and it was super fun. So I, uh, second what Doug says about an amazing band, open bar, amazing band. That's about it. It's funny because I think of the best weddings I went to. It was the party factor mm-hmm. that made it mm-hmm. that made it a good time. So solve for party. I think that could be this crew of people too. <laughs> that might, might have something to do Maybe. with who we are as well. All right, uh, OG, it's the big moment. Is Len going to crawl one point back, or are you going to tie him right now and send this to a tiebreaker? I, I, I just I just don't know based on this list. I've got two that I'm thinking of. So I guess one could be my tie break nut one. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say pets. Some people spend a lot of money on pets. I don't know. It seems, it seems like pets are expensive to tie. Do pets make the list? Ah, son of a gun. 
pets, not on. My the other list. one was clothing. You don't get to say that. Well, well it's over. Clothing one, one. also so. not on the list. This is a, I'm with Paulette. This is a stupid list. Hey, yeah. let's do this. Led Penzo is our winner. I think it's the first time I've ever won a game show. It's usually OG or Paula usually uh, just just do well on these. Yeah, Paula, how many of the game shows have you done? Is this your first game show? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember, Len, you ever winning. Usually you get I, Paulette's I I, luck, I so maybe have. maybe Paulette's picking up your luck here. <laughs> uh, uh, the other four, you ready to groan at a couple of these? A couple of them are expensive, and I can see them. Your utility bills over your life, and you can lower the cost of your utility bills. Vacations over your life are also mm. ex- a lot. end up being a lot of money. Funerals. It was number 10 okay, that on dumb. the list. Utility bills, they had it three. Vacations at four. Tennis funerals. Number six, I completely disagree. Don't get me wrong. I think this is expensive, but it's because of all the other stuff. Number six on this list was paying off debt. Which is just everything. Just like interest. Yeah, it's just everything. everything. I mean, I was, yes. I, I actually thought about interest, but I'm like, well, that's kind of incorporated yeah. in all these other answers. Yeah. Car payments and mortgages and housing costs. Well, that's what I thought too. Dumb. And this list uh, is from pocketyourdollars.com. We'll link to it in the show notes. And I think you handle funerals the same way you, you handle weddings. Just have an open bar and a sweet band. <laughs> Just have a yeah. big party. That would be pretty epic, wouldn't it? Yeah. When my father-in-law died, I thought my mother-in-law did something very great. They had no real ceremony when he passed away and they waited mm-hmm. a few months and then they did. They had a ceremony where people got up and told stories about him. And it was literally just an hour about these great stories. And and by that time, a lot of the grieving was done. And it was so magical to spending time, you know, reminiscing about what a great human being it was. It was super, super cool. So I'm with you, Doug. Let's, that, that's, that is my, while dying is a very, you know, sad event to have happen. The fact that we pause our life for a minute and just remember all the good things about this person, I think is a pretty, Get a sick band. pretty cool time. That's what Doug wants on his tombstone. <laughs> Just get a sick band. A sick band. The Slayer logo right on the tombstone. <laughs> That's going to do it for today. I loved all of your suggestions. I think we should have made this top 10 list. Ours was better. But let's see what's going on. Speaking of better, let's find out what better things you guys are doing than just hanging out with us doing game shows. Mr. Penzo, what's happening at lenpenzo.com? You know what? Just because OG brought it up, I am going to uh, uh, post today the uh, water challenge that we did many years. So this is a, this ah. is something that happened a few years ago, but just for the, because I'll be honest, I, I'm going to have to go back and look and see what the results were, but I'm pretty sure uh, if I remember correctly, they couldn't tell the difference between the filtered refrigerated water and the bottled. Maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while. I'm going to have to go back and pull that back up and look at it, but I'm going to post that at lempenso.com. Please. Send my kids to it. In Detroit, I was I was with OG that I, I really couldn't tell much of the difference. Texarkana. <laughs> well, one of them glows. <laughs> right. You do not drink out of your sink in Texarkana unless, yeah, you're hoping to end your life early. Uh, Paulette Perhatch, what's going on with you right now? Pitching stories about off-roading and... Um... Working on a trip to uh, to Seattle, so and then just getting ready for summer, and uh, you know, coaching writers, having lots of fun doing that. I mean, I have one student who's in her third round with me, and I've been going through her entire memoir with her, and it's been awesome. That's fantastic. And if somebody wants coaching, how do they find you? Thatwriterpaulette.com. Awesome. And OG, what do you got going on this weekend besides? celebrating St. Patrick's Day. I am not celebrating St. Patrick's Day, uh, unfortunately, or the basketball tournament, which is going on too. Uh, I am in uh, Baltimore for a little after-school activity. Ah, It has started already. Hello, Baltimore. You're in Baltimore. I'm in Cincinnati. We're all over the place this weekend. We just finished uh, spring break, so it was a quick trip, um, a little spring break trip, and then Baltimore. We will link to uh, Paulette's coaching, and we'll link to lenpenzo.com and water testing, on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Doug, finish this off for us, man. What should we have learned today? Well, Joe, here's what everybody should have learned. First, take some advice from our panel. Lowering expenses, start with housing, transportation, and groceries, and you're on the right track. Ha! And groceries, did he make the list? <laughs> didn't even make the list. Oops, who writes these things? <laughs> Second, 
Take a lesson from Paulette. Sometimes it's your ego driving your expenses. Check that ego at the front door of your 5,000 square foot house and go buy a 94 Camry. But the big lesson? Apparently, permanent hair dye lasts longer than a day. Looks like I'll be celebrating St. Patrick's Day through Easter. Luckily, though, I don't think anybody can see the green through my pants. Wait, what? The 70s are coming back in style. Thanks to OG for joining us. Looking for good financial help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash OG for his calendar. Thanks also to Paulette Perhatch, who helps writers power their words, their work, and their earning potential. Ready to get serious about your writing? Find out more at thatwriterpaulette.com. Len Penzo appears courtesy of lenpenzo.com and thepersistentitch.com. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2023, and is created by Joe Salcihat. Our producer is Karen Rebine. This show was written by Lacey Langford, who's also the host of the Military Money Show, with help from me, Joe, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Kevin Bailey helps us take a deeper dive into all the topics covered on each episode in our newsletter called The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at The 201. Just visit stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Tina Eichenberg makes the video version of this show. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude and Kate Youngkin are our social media coordinators, and Gertrude is the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. Not only should you not take advice from these nerds, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. What do you suppose they call that? A novelty act? I don't know, but it wasn't too bad. Well, that's a novelty. (laughs) Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD, employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.